you ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. But without victory there is no survival. Now we are the masters of our faith. So hello, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA, LLC, located in Northern California. Lives, I live in Northern California, but born and raised in Hillsborough County, Tampa, Brandon, the Nota Sassa, Val Rico, Zephyr Hills, and also lived in Opalaka and Dania when, during my younger years with my uh, military uncle. Tonight, this is segment two of three speaking with Florida congressional candidate Ruben Young of District 23. His website is ryoungforcongress.com. He needs you to definitely subscribe and, and donate. And after you hear tonight's episode, including yesterday's episode and the third final segment of this episode, I believe everyone in South Florida and many people across the country will donate to Ruben Young. In fact, I, there's a one or two Californians that are good friends of mine of uh, modest means. They're not rich people. But uh, they said after hearing the first uh, segment of Ruben Young, and I, I called it the siege of South Florida, the, the sea, the, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, what did I call it? The siege? Yeah, the siege of South Florida and uh, what's happening there. So, Let's bring on Ruben Young, and Ruben will just talk about initially some of the some of the things that he's been going through over the past year. So take it away, Ruben. Thank you very much, Rick. Thank you, listening audience, allow for allow me to come back to your listening ears. Uh, this is a Ruben Young I'm running for Congress. I'm a qualified candidate by petition. I had to talk to over about twenty to 30,000 people who believed enough in me that they signed my petition so I meet the state requirement of 2,568 signatures. So now that's behind me and now we're now shifting on organizing this campaign. But in dealing with some of the things that I thought I heard you say, Rick, I have made some notes. And some of the things I want to talk about is how, you know, there's a lot of deception. It, within the, the ranks, when you're running for the Congress, you, I've never seen the type of deception and the type of manipulation that I've seen since I've gotten in this race. I had a guy that was uh, sent to me from someone else that I trusted. And I thought they were sending to me the best and the brightest uh, campaign consultants, but he ended up being a, a Democratic operative. He ended up being somebody who tried to hurt my efforts and hurt my campaign and he he also went as far as after i think we was together about 30 days he went as far as telling me to drop out the race and he did that one early morning i'm not going to call his name but he did that one early morning around 8 a.m and i wasn't wasn't hardly up quite well and when he talked to me and said to me that i need to drop out the race then he woke me up my eyes widened and i was walking by the sound of him telling me to drop out because Ricky made me thought about it when I first ran. When I was 28 years old, I became the first African-American 
in Miami-Dade County to run for clerk of the course, uh, county clerk. And I had a gentleman who came aboard my campaign similar way, and he did this, he said the same thing to me. So I'm so used to people um, coming in and trying to manipulate their way through this process and trying to win the heart of a candidate and hoping at the end of the day, whoever sent them and whatever instructions they are following, that they think their relationship with you is, are so strong, are strong enough that when they tell you to do something, you just do that. But when I was a growing up, and I have to tell your audience this, tell your audience this, my mama always told me I was hard-headed, Rick. I was hard-headed. She said I didn't listen. And I'm glad that I had her as a mother, and I'm glad that I had that experience of her saying to me that I was hard-headed because that made me a hard-headed person when people come to me with certain things and think they can say certain things and I'm just going to follow what they say to so, me. And so wait a minute, let, let's, let's take a break in the action here for a minute. Uh, so we're talking about this consulting group that uh, told you they were going to make the, the world turn, <laughs> you know, for you. They're going to make the seas rise and, 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 uh, and do all these great things. And, and is this the same consulting group that, con that contacted me? I believe it's one of the ones that contacted you. Uh, and what did I tell them? Well, you said that you was not you was not going to be talking to anybody because you're not the candidate. Why do you want to talk to me? I'm not the candidate, and I'm not talking to you. And I respected that loyalty that you showed by not engaging and having a conversation uh, with that group because uh, I'm quite sure that group would have probably asked you to not support my campaign, Rick. That's right, so and you. I and I smelled that rat, and I'm gonna say it right now publicly. If if the people who are listening to this podcast, if that's you, you are a rat. Because I smelled that rat immediately, but I understood where you were coming from, Ruben. You had to just at least check it out, and you did. So so go ahead and continue telling that story. But I just wanted to say publicly that uh, I asked I asked you know the person you know they, they said they wanted to talk to me. And I say, you don't need to talk to me. I'm not the candidate. And why would you want to talk to me? So take it away. Said, I'm not talking to you. So, you know, Rick, this, this is just, it's just sad. It's so ashamed that here we are now facing the greatest fight that this nation has ever been in. And I, you know, I used to want to be born in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. But, you know, now I see why God put me in the 60s and had me to come through 1961 was my birth year. And now understand the role that God has have me doing in this moment, in this hour, and have you doing in this moment, this hour. And people just don't understand the big picture. They rather continue with the lies and the trickery and think this is a game, Rick. They think this is a game that we're in. They think that they're, they're playing what they call politics. That's not politics. You know, the Hebrew word or the Greek word for politics and from my understanding, I may be incorrect, but let me say this. It means citizen participating in making your government better. Not citizen participating in destroying your government or destroying your country or destroying a nation. Politics means to get engaged to make your country or to make your government better. And that's what they're not teaching in schools anymore. They're not teaching how to go about this so-called politicking the right way. So I've had numerous people. I've had thousands of people to come 
and act like they were in my campaign and they were spies. They took my information, they took my strategies, my plan, and, I, and they went to the other side. And I know that one of the opponents who has raised a lot of money, she plays these deceptive games where she don't run on any platform. There's no platform that she's running on except for the platform that she rehearsed. There's nothing that she stands for except for what she's been told to stand for. And me, with myself, it's a whole different ballgame because I'm an independent thinker. You can't buy me with money. You can't trap me with money. I ain't never had a lot of money in my life. So I don't, there's no love of money like you see with other candidates, how they tell people they love money. So it, this is a very tricky game to be in. But you must come with the whole armor of God. And you must be filled with his spirit, Rick. So and that's Ephesians, that's Ephesians six and, and, and twelve through fourteen or sixteen if my scripture memory is correct. And when you say uh the person, I guess you're talking about Carla and she's you know, you know, comes with the with the money and and, and has to have rehearsed uh conversations. But Ruben, she has the looks. She has the looks, brother. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Oh, it's not true? Well, we're gonna say something. Well, Rick, that's, that's what people say. They say that she has a nice face and that she looks like she work out. She's like a model. Uh, she dressed like a celebrity. She put a she put a lot of energy and effort into looking good, uh, looking good on the outside. But I don't know if there's a well, what she has on the inside because um, she's been very competitive. Uh, she's distant herself from me. She's very angry at me that I'm in this race, and I'm a citizen. And I have a right under the citizen, uh, the citizen clause, uh, as American citizen, I have a right to run for this seat. And I have more of a right to run for this seat than she has. Because I was born in the United States of America. I wasn't born in another place. So, you know, Rick, I know that I'm a frog. You know, I know that I, I don't look good in lipstick. I know that I don't look good in, uh, in a wig. And I know I don't look good in stocking. Oh, but I no. can tell you no, this. No, I don't want to see you in stockings, bro. Nuh-uh. The wig, uh, maybe the wig, but but not no stockings. But, but, I, but, I, but I can tell you this. I know it's true when people come up to me and they say, uh, I look like a frog with a hat on. I don't dispute that because I look in the mirror each and every day. I look at the mirror. But you know what I say to those people? Rivet. Rivet. But one thing I have that a lot of my opponents, they don't have Rick. I'm no sellout, and I'm running with a lot of heart. And I'm running as a frog, F-R-O-G. And I want you to say this and remember this. That stands for fully relying on God each and every day to get me through this this campaign. That's right. And you have a fundraiser on your website, a T-shirt fundraiser, with that frog that I helped you uh, design with a, a friend of mine here in California, helped you design that frog. And it was a paid-for frog, by the way. Uh, you paid money for that frog, and uh, so people who are to want to uh, get a T-shirt with that frog on it. In fact, a lot of people have said they like that image of the frog because it's cute. At least one lady in St. Petersburg, Florida, says that it is cute. But people who want to um, get a T-shirt with the frog on it that says "Reuben Young can defeat Debbie Wasserman Schultz." Just go to Ruben's website, ryoungforcongress.com, and click buy a shirt. And you can get a shirt and help Ruben 
in a fundraising way like that. So, but Ruben, I want you to talk about for a few minutes, some of the, uh, you know, there's, there's peaks and then there's valleys and you've had some peaks. Obviously you're on the ballot in district 23, South Florida running for Congress as a Republican, please for a few minutes, talk about some of your valleys if you want to. Okay, so, you know, the, the the most difficult thing that you can do in order to prove that you're worthy of the vote is to go out and run on petition. And I did that. I went out when everyone said that I could not do this. They said I wasn't going to get the signatures, that no one would sign uh, a piece of paper giving me their permission to have my name on the ballot and wait a thousand people. I've done that over the course of one year, pretty much out there by myself. Without any help, I've asked a, a lot of the uh, party members who will help me, like they've done with other candidates. They have helped other candidates, but they refuse to help me. But you know what, Rick? When I like tough. One of the things I like is challenges, and so I was able to get out there. Rick, I traveled to different counties. I've traveled to Hillborough County. I've traveled to Sarasota. I've traveled to Tampa. I've traveled to Orlando. I've traveled uh, to Clay County, Sisters County. I've traveled to Volusia. I've traveled to uh, Duval. I've traveled all over the state during that course of the year because I wanted to prove my worthiness and that I'm earning my way on the ballot. So that was one challenge, and I met a lot of good people on the way. I met a lot of good people like Gary and Ron and Peter. I met a lot of good people on this on this battlefield. But you know, it's, that's still not enough to some people. Because here it is, I'm the first person to file. I filed before any Republican candidate this year to take on Debbie Wasserman's choice. But we're not a, a, an opponent. I have an opponent who's been running since 2015 and raised a lot of money, but have, have never put any of that money back into the race. And started off as, a, a, I think, a Democrat, uh, went into being an independent, and then finally those, those two parties didn't work for it. Then she switched over to the Republican and found she could raise a whole lot of money as a Republican candidate. So that's working for it. But, but someone had the nerve steal. Here I'm now on the ballot before any of the candidates. I put a lot of time and energy than any of these candidates going all these different places. And someone had the nerve to tell me that I need to drop out the race because President Trump endorsed one of my opponents. And I've searched for that all over the internet. I've searched for that all in the newspaper and have not come across anything saying that President Trump endorsed this particular candidate. He may have. But it doesn't matter because I'm in this race for the right reason. America is in trouble. Somebody has to be a stronger leader. Debbie is a weak leader. Some of the opponents in that scene in the race that's trying to be celebrities, they are weak leaders. A leader makes the ultimate sacrifice. A leader puts forth a plan and then a leader execute the plan, or if he cannot fulfill that mission, he finds the people that can help him execute the plan. So that's what my leadership is about. And I've proven that time and time and time again in my life, and I'm going to do that in August, and I'm going to do the same thing in November. But we have a lot of people, Rick, they're not in these races for the right reason. They're in it for fame. They're in it for money. They're in it for a lifestyle. They're in it to improve their lives and the lives of their children and the lives of their brothers and the lives of their family members who That's come right. first. That's right. So, so, so when you that's talk, what I see going on, Rick. 
I know, I know, I see it too. And it's and it's not just and for people listening to this, Ruben is just not picking on the people in South Florida. Look, I'm in a big state of California where I can name uh probably six of the same type of situations that you're going through, Ruben, right here in this state. Even a good a good friend of mine who's running in Arizona, she's going through a situation, but but winning, winning the battle, good friend of mine in New York, another good friend of mine in North Carolina, they're going through the same situations because pretty much what we have is fakers. Uh, you know, they see the money, they see the fact that they can, and I, I hate to say it this way, that they can dupe people out of donation money. I hate to say it that way, but that's what it seems like. And, and there's a word for it. It's called a grifter. But I want to add, when you talk about endorsements, and let me just say this for people, especially, uh, you know, people who are listening to this and they're just an average voter. Okay, when when someone says, I was endorsed by so-and-so, whoever it could be, Donald Trump, it could be some, a lot of other influential people. What that means is that that influential person has put like some type of seal of approval, you know, on the candidate. Now in California, that could mean that the person paid for the endorsement, but essentially it means that this person put their, their, their seal of approval on this person, but that's just it. Like in your district, Ruben, there are like 800 and some thousand voters in your district. If so-and-so, if, if like Trump endorses somebody, just a few hundred people are going to really know initially, you know, and in, and in South Florida, if, if Trump endorses someone, that's not going to make it to the next to the local news, not in South Florida. So the point I'm trying to make to, to listeners is that the candidates who work the hardest gets the, they get the job done. It's not based on some endorsement. Uh, I mean, you know, it might be a little bit of a bump, but the person who works the hardest to uh, to reach out to the remaining 700 and nine nine hundred ninety five thousand uh, 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 voters who were not influenced by the endorsement. That means it's still game on. And I'm so glad you didn't fall for that one. I'm so glad that you didn't get uh, upset and, and get your hopes, uh, you know, smashed because oh, so and so got endorsed by by Donald Trump, which seems like a damn lie. So um, if you can talk about, t- okay, so you know, without you mentioning any, any names. Please talk about some situations where people have betrayed you. Well, one of the acts of betrayal that I had encountered just recently, I had approached with someone I had who I've respected all my life. I've been respecting this person since the 90s. And when I had approached this person and I asked this person to work with me and be a part of my team, and that person agreed. I had no idea that, and, and, until I read some information today that this exact same person was somebody who was a campaign manager of the person who I'm running against. And I was, I was completely shocked with that one because I wish that person would have shared that information with me. And this is the same person who told me that I need to get out the race because of what the what he heard about an endorsement. And I'm glad I didn't fall for that either, Rick, as I told you. Uh, I go back to the 1980s. 
uh, 89 when a, a guy did the exact same thing. So I've gotten insulated. I've, I've learned how to guard myself when it comes to people bringing information with me because a lot of times that information is very deceptive. That information is not true. That information is false information. And now that I'm 60 years old, uh, you know, you, you have to really come to me with something really more concrete. I don't uh, see uh, what everybody else sees. I mean, it's not that which you see. It's the things that you don't see. I'm mm-hmm. the guy that likes to get behind what everyone has called themselves looking at and really look at the back of what they're saying because there's always a hidden truth. And this is how I felt uh, in, with this act of betrayal. And, and this person uh, said that they could not work with my my team after one day one day uh, saying they would work with me then the next day say not gonna work with me and i was you know i was like wow i really i really had nothing but respect but this is the same things that take place a day in and day out how they they get paid and a lot of these people they come to you because they are paid somebody have given them something or somebody have made some type of promise and they can do uh do something or deliver someone then their dreams will come through because then their hopes can be fulfilled. And a lot of these people are people who've been around, been around the game for a long time and now in retirement. And when you find people who, who are, uh, need money, especially somebody who's been out there for years and years and now going into their golden years, they have to survive. And sometimes I don't quite, I don't always blame somebody for, for their uh, situation. I've been poor. I've been unemployed i've been falsely arrested i've been falsely accused i've been hungry i've been homeless i know what it feels like to be in situations but one thing about me my mama my mama didn't raise no thief and she didn't raise no liars and i I have a certain code that i live by and if i can't help you i'm not going to hurt you and if i feel like i got to hurt you then it's time for me to get away from around you and those are the principles i live with so when i tell you something you can take that to the bank 100% because I've been doing it for such a long time. I don't know how to do anything else but do right. And Ruben, I got, I got I some breaking news there, brother. Did you say that you've never been a thief and you've never been a liar? Never been a thief or a liar, Rick. So that means you need to drop out the race. Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> because that seems like one of the qualifications. <laughs> That seems like two of the qualifications. You need to be a thief. You need to be a liar. Ruben, I'm going to tell you that tonight, May 5th, you need Cinco de Mayo out here on the West Coast. You need to drop out of the race because you're not a thief, nor are you a liar. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take you down memory road, brother, because you and I have been talking. You did a podcast episode even before Real People USA became a formal LLC. And we did a a podcast episode right before the 2020 election. And that to to this day, that podcast had over a thousand listens on the Real People USA podcast, even before I decided to start working with candidates. Four to five months before I decided to start working with candidates, I was just talking to people, just getting people's feedback and you know, I had some extra time, so I figured I'd do that. But I'm going to take you down memory lane because you and I have been talking since like October of 2020. So that's been almost like a year and a half, approaching two years. 
And I'm just, I'm just going to quickly run down, without using any names, the situations where people betrayed you. Okay, the first one. Well, these, these may not be in chronological order, but one, you had some ballots missing. You went someplace, you had some yeah. ballots missing, and you had to work to recover those ballots approximately 100 the next item you were invited to an event in i think broward or or, or miami-dade someplace the person no showed you the second yeah, time yeah. the same yeah. person invited you to an event and said hey you're gonna be like in in the in the vip section you went to the event yeah. and you went to the door to get in, in. The person said, my name you know my brother, list. you're not on the list. So you t- you went back home. And then this third no, situation. I actually can't. I actually can't. Okay. And then the third situation, man, you are the man. You, you, you're the best guy. You're the best thing since sliced bread. A couple of hours later, you need to get out of the race. <laughs> I know I missed a few. Oh. You got well, your tires, don't forget, don't you got your tires uh, 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 slashed shot. or shot at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that. I've had a lot of mishaps. I've had uh, people come and especially people that I've helped. That was a young lady who I, I met and found out this young lady was living in a car with a, with a child. And I opened my doors for two months. And now this lady, young lady is back on her feet and she's doing well. Uh, she has her own place now. Uh, she uh, is getting into real estate school. Uh, everything is not turning around. That's what, I'm glad you're bringing that up, Rick. That's what the difference is between bad people versus good people. And see, I got to get to heaven. I believe in God. I believe in our Lord Jesus Christ and our Savior. And I'm at the point now that I have to do as much as I can while I can. So when I stand before my God in heaven, I want to hear him say to me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So I cannot live my life in deception. I cannot live my life as a lie. I didn't do it when I was a sales rep. I never sold anything where I had to lie to people in order to obtain the sale. Uh, And that made me quite successful. And I had repeated customers, and I feel great about that's how I live my life. And this is how I'm going to live my life as a United States congressperson. And I'm not trying to come across as a saint because I'm not a saint. I've done some things in my life that I could be ashamed of. But one thing I can tell you, there's no shame in me. Because at this moment, in this hour, I am fighting along with you to save this country. I'm fighting to save America. And that's why I'm here today running, taking on corrupt politicians, taking on uh, liars, people who use deception because of how they look on the outside, but they messy on the inside. You know, the Bible says not that which goes into a man that defiles the man, is that which comes out of the man's heart. And what comes out of that man's heart or that woman's heart is corrupt practices, evil. Sometimes it's evil three times over. So, you know, America's all we got, Rick. America's yep. all we got, and we have to fight for it. Hey, a song just came to my mind. Do you remember this song by the group called The Friends of Distinction? 
He goes uh, like this. Rick, I, 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 he goes like this. Smiling faces sometimes yeah. pretend to be your friend. Can you dig it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, that song? I'm, I'm your manager, okay? <laughs> I remember that song. Okay, I'm I don't want any royal, I don't want any money for that. I don't want I don't want any money for singing that song. And, <laughs> and, and I apologize for the friends of distinction. You know, I just I sang I only <laughs> only sang for twenty seconds, so you can't you can't sue me. I, it was twenty seconds or less. Okay. But um, okay, okay. But, but on a on a on a on a serious note, why do you think? And we're, we're going to close in about five minutes. On a serious note. With all this grifting and and dopers, and I call them Democrat operatives posing as Republicans, um, and and I just don't see, uh, you know, some things like people. Why do you think people do what they do in politics when there's so much at stake for the sake of our country? Okay, so if I can go back on that question, I think it's training. I think they was trained incorrectly or improperly. I think that they've had a better example, someone like myself or yourself, who's actually true to the game, not new to the game, but true to this game, and true to the game of life, and true to the game of making sure that everybody uh, receives the, the exact same or receives some benefit uh, for being a citizen of this great country. So I think that they, they had improper training, they had poor examples, they had people that they patronized themselves after, and then those persons could, did actions or did acts uh, that was wrong, but they got away with it. And sometimes mm. you see people getting away with when you see people getting away with certain things, then you know when when it's when it's your, your time to be, you're gonna do the exact same thing. You're gonna follow the, the exact same examples, and that's why you. The, the, and I can't keep referring to the Bible. The Bible says we must uh, follow the perfect examples. And oftentimes in this game of politics, you don't have that many perfect examples. You don't even have that many true voices anymore. The true voices that we had, especially in the initial beginning, those voices are gone. Uh, we don't have the, uh, the the right voice or the right example, but I want to be that right voice. And with your voice and my voice echoing the same exact thing, I think that we can begin to change this. So now, you know, now we're on the stage, and we must be now become front and center, and we must do the best thing that we know how to do. And when we make a mistake, we must be big enough to apologize for the mistake, we, and then, then go back and try to make it right and make it better. But I just think it's oftentimes, Rick, you know, when I was a sales manager, I used to have to train my guys. I trained the girls, the women that work with, or with me. And I did did it to the, to the best of my ability to where I didn't go out and do anything that was crooked or shady. And I didn't teach anybody to do anything crooked or shady. So we have a lot of work to do. And I'm willing to do that work along with you and your listening in order to make me the best that I can be in this okay. game. Okay, so you said something I got I got a comment on. You said that people were not trained well and they just continued to show other people. So <clears throat> I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I'm not going to I know I'm not going to get myself in trouble. I'm you know, I'm a I'm a, a combat veteran, uh had a top secret clearance, strategic <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get in trouble. So basically what you're saying and I have examples I can show you uh, here in California and Arizona and 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 Florida and, and in other places. So you're basically saying that one person may have said, "I got away with this," and 
person said, hmm, let me show others how they can get away with this. Yeah. And, and maybe right. I could I could start a business by showing people how to get donor money. And I'm not talking about one specific mm-hmm. situation or individual, because I can give you two to three examples of this in California. And I'll just give you one example without mentioning any names. One congressional candidate in California was talking about they're raising so much money. Then behind the scenes, I heard from a very reliable source that must be anonymous. I heard another big organization that we all know was given the candidate money and it was showing up on the FEC.gov website. And once that candidate got that money, they gave the money or part of the money back to the donor. So in Mm. other words, if I if I if I'm a if I'm a donor and I give you twenty five hundred dollars, and I say, <laughs> just like in the Morris Day movie with the uh, with Prince, go get my change. Remember that that scene where Morris Day said <laughs> he gave the, he gave that money to that woman, and he says go. He told uh, the guy with the uh, with the uh, his his home his mm-hmm. boy with the bald head. He goes, man, go get my change. Okay, so yeah, I remember that. <laughs> So, 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 the, so the candidate got the money, and the money was—it was quite—it was, quite, was like, like probably two times the amount because husband and wife gave the money, and the candidate gave most of the money back, but they wanted to show that they were raising money on the FEC.gov. Yeah, that's what they're doing a lot. A lot of these candidates are doing that. They, uh, they're, they're doing they're putting a lot of in-kind and that still counts as money so you look at their report they may have a million dollars on record but they only have 80,000 or 20,000 in the bank because they raise these monies and they pay a lot of that money out and they pay a lot of that money to either the person that's getting the money for them most of these consultants these fundraising consultants uh, they're, they're taking about 80% of the money raised and that doesn't give much to a candidate but it still goes on that report and when you look at that report you'll say wow this candidate must be going to be the candidate that's going to win uh because of established past practices and i i i might would go with this candidate but the, the candidate that's true you're not going to see any uh, uh recording financial recording because they don't put the word out on that candidate and you can call some of the same exact donors as the candidate who's raising the money and you don't get anything because you and you ask yourself why uh it, this is a this is a very uh, hard business to be in you have to be tough you have to be tough skinned to stay in it and i'm tough skinned to stay in it no, no matter what they do i live for god and i know that god got me and he got me on this path for whatever his purpose is and that's what they don't understand that i'm walking i'm following my jesus and I'm going to do what I have to do to clean up God's land, the land that he gave us. And he told us to go and possess the land. And this is what they don't understand. So, Rick, you say you're saying what needs to be said because that's happening all over the United States. And it's happening among a lot of black candidates. And they were raised up. That deception wasn't part of what our grandmothers taught us. It wasn't part of what our granddaddies taught us. It wasn't part of what our mothers taught us, our great-grandmothers, our great-granddaddies. We were taught better than that. We were taught better than that, and they're taking advantage. And we were not taught to take advantage of people. 
you know what? I got I got one thing, one more thing to add to this before we close. And we 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 went over when I say went over this this is my platform. This is not Instagram. This is not Facebook. This is not what else is out there? Twitter. This is real people USA platform, which means I can I can make this this uh this this uh this interview go as long as I want to because I pay for this platform. But <laughs> the thing I wanted to bring up, you mentioned something. Okay. Um, why? And I'm not talking about just black candidates. I'm talking about all candidates, but I see where you're going with it because we have some, we, we have memories of, and we see, because we're black, we probably see what our people are doing probably more, you know, clearly or more visibly than we can see other people, but everybody's doing this. I just want to make that perfectly clear, but why don't people run based on I'm the best candidate I believe in what I'm saying I'm willing to work hard I'm willing to work smart I'm willing to uh, communicate and work my plan why is that so hard so that I mean why is that so hard that people decide to choose not to do that I want to skim I want to scam I want to get this donor money uh you know, I, I just want the money. And if I win, oh, well, so what? I get to live off the money for the next two years until I decide to run again. And that's happening all over the country, especially in Los Angeles. But what do you, okay, so I know you're a hard worker and you know I'm a, I've been a hard, a hard worker. Please try to explain as we get ready to close, why is it so hard for people to do the right thing? Well, Rick, I'm, I'm going to clarify something before I answer that question. Um, I, I know everyone is doing it, but I come from a, a, a rich tradition of being raised. I'm 60 years old, and I remember how I was raised. I was always raised to respect my elders, uh, go to church, and, and do what was right, study hard, so on and so forth. So uh, I was just uh, trying to reach uh, and try to teach a little bit better behavior but they're doing it because it's so it's easy to do the wrong thing and it's harder to do the right thing and i think that now uh because it's, everything is now accessible you know we we've gone through the 30s the 40s the 50s the 60s and now we are moving towards uh going into a, a different millennium and so they don't want to work hard anymore they you know they want to stay in the back of the class lay their head on the desk and then when the test time comes they want to ask this, this child or the student right next to them what the answer is. Uh, instead of doing what uh, what the ants did, they want to do what the grasshopper did. They want to play hard and don't work at all. And so they're now that has now become learned behavior. So you have cheating is the way to go. Lying is the way to go. Scamming is the way to go because they think that's the way to make it because of other of, of imageries or other uh, examples that they have taken to heart and and like i said in the beginning a lot of these are poor examples a lot of these are bad examples and but they see those they think that those examples are the way to go those are the examples that help you win when at the end uh, they only hurt themselves because when they when they see as time go by they see that their lack of work lack of honesty lack of you know uh integrity they're they're see that to catch their tumor and really put them a bit in a bad spot in the future so that's oh, yeah. what we got going on rick and that's what we have going on rick that's what we have going on in, in my opinion 
Well, I just want to close out by saying uh, your website is ryoungforcongress.com. If you're listening to this podcast episode anywhere in the USA, because Real People USA uh, podcast reaches uh, people in all 50 states, including some countries. But, you know, if you're, if you're from another country, you can't run for office and you definitely can't donate to Ruben. OK, so just want to make that clear. You can't do it. But um, your website is ryoungforcongress.com. Please sign up for Ruben's updates. Please subscribe to his website. Ruben needs funds, and he's not going to go out and buy Palm Beach property or Broward County property, rent real estate property oh, no. with the money. He's going to use it for his campaign, and he doesn't need a whole lot of money. He doesn't need $500,000. He doesn't need $8 million uh, to, to, to run for Congress. He just needs a modest donation from people to pay the, the people and, and pay the expenses of running for office. And I just want to let people know our final uh, segment of this three-part uh, podcast, The Ruben Young Chronicles. We'll talk about the lying and the cheating that's going on and uh, some you know, unnamed election officials and what South Florida voters have to face when they when they turn their votes in and we're going to talk about some uh just some examples so ruben young please close us out thank you rick uh, please please go to my website uh please uh sign up subscribe we will now start counting our votes we know that uh there's a lot of cheating going on during these primaries and these uh uh, general election, but we want to know exactly who is supporting us. And please, if you can just only donate one dollar or more to my campaign effort, that would help me do the advertisement, help me with the uh, campaign signs for the streets, and probably do a whole a better job in getting the message out because our voices will not be silent. Again, my name is Ruben Young. I'm picking on Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I'm in this to win, and I'm not here to be cute or nice. I'm here to win and win big, big for America. Please. Vote for me. August the 23rd, 2020. Come on out in these primaries if you are in district, uh, in the Holly, Holly, Hollywood, Hollandale, uh, Dania, uh, Weston, Plantation. And if you're in Miramar, Pembroke Pine, if you are in those areas, please come out in the primary and give me your vote so we can change uh, the, uh, the change the way things are going right now. God don't bless talk, you. Don't, Thank don't you very much. Don't forget about Rick. Aventura and Sunny Isle. Yes, sir. Aventure, Sunny Al, but those places, Rick, please come out. Please come out and support Ruben Young. Don't throw away your vote. Put your vote, give your vote to somebody that's going to work for you. I will work for you. All righty. This is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC from Northern California. Our website is rpusa.org. My direct phone number is 726 Zero triple nine. Take care and make it a great night. Bye bye.